Midler, Einstein, and Mordecai Richler, Abby, Alana, and their pal Wolf Blitzer. That guy my Bobby once met on a cruise. These are a few of my favorite Jews. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a few of my favorite Jews. This is a new podcast I'm starting, and uh, I'm sitting here waiting for my guest to uh, hop on the line, and I thought, let's do the intro. Let's chat about the podcast. I'm going to apologize in advance for mouth noises. I don't know that I have uh, more mouth sounds than any other person, but I just think that's a good disclaimer to put out there for all of you misophones, misophone heads. Um, you know, I, I respect that uh, it's gross. I, I don't care because I'm, I'm chill, but for you guys, you know, that's fine. Um, we're chatting about this new podcast uh, that I'm super excited about for the Canadian Jewish News. So <laughs> hi to, um, I guess, my bubby, Sylvia, um, maybe uh, my Aunt Marlene, possibly the rest are dead. Um, yeah, the rest are dead. So the principal of the podcast uh, is I'm going to chat with some very funny comedians in the city, the city of Toronto, about their favorite Jews. And I wanted to start this podcast because I love Jews. I am a Jew. Uh, I think Jews have contributed a great amount to media, to some of the things I love the most, uh, television and film and music um, and friendship. And I thought it would be fun to surprise some people uh, some listeners who uh, didn't know that some of the guests' favorites were Jewish. You know, I take for granted that I, I happen to know a lot of Jews and they happen to know uh, who is and is not Jewish in celebrity culture, but I did recently have to tell someone um, that Leonard Cohen was a Jew. So, you know, not everybody knows. It's not always so obvious. Leonard Cohen is a Jew. I'll give you a brief rundown of my first guest. Her name is Juliana Rodriguez. She's one of my favorite comics, stand-up comics in the city, in the country, in the world, in my heart. Uh, but she's not Jewish. She is emotionally Jewish. She mm, she messages me about once a month, you know, with some sort of neuroses. So I'm very excited to have her on. And while we're waiting, you know, let's chat a bit about what's going on with me. Uh, recently, so it's uh, I'm recording this in February 2021. COVID is still here. Um, it's still here in the city of Toronto. It's still here in the province of Ontario. It's still here. It's still here. And um, so, you know, I, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing terribly either. But I did try to unlock my car with a piece of cheese, I think, two days ago. It was... To be fair, it was like, uh, it was one of those little pieces of cheese in the wrapper. And it was about the size of my keys, if the uh, metal part was folded down. And so it felt like my keys, and I was wearing gloves, and I had my hand in my pocket, and it was, you know, like, futzing around. And then I just kept pressing it to try and unlock the car door. Um, and I kept pressing it, but it didn't work, because um, it's cheese. All right, I think I'm going to turn the mic off and uh, wait for my first guest to show up. The beautiful. I know it doesn't matter. This is an audio medium, but I would like for you to just know you can picture somebody who's ethereal and beautiful 
but don't be, you know, weird or gross about it because then I have to delete this part. Let's get it started. Hey, girl. How are you? I am good. I could be better, but I'm all right. So welcome to the podcast, episode one, with Juliana Rodriguez. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. Truly my pleasure. This is literally the highlight of my fucking week. I would take, I would take that as a compliment, but I know what your week looked like. Because it, it looked <laughs> like mine. It's pretty bad. Yeah, this is it. It's still, it's still so exciting. So you chose Jack Black as your favorite Jew. Yeah. Which I have to say was a very surprising choice just because he's not someone that jumps to mind when I think about Jews that I love but also that you chose him felt particularly interesting tell me why you chose him (laughs) okay well I have a long-standing affection for Jack Black interesting I first discovered that I really liked him when he was in School of Rock because that's literally all they would play when I was in elementary school was just School of Rock we have an extra hour to kill school of rock and it was just that was the movie forever and i just loved him in that movie i thought he was so cool and like down to earth and he's one of those actors you can tell that he's acting like obviously he's acting yes but i'm like i i see you in this character i can yeah. see you you as a person a little bit here and uh, i just kind of decided that he was like a really down to earth cool person I feel like he's not perverted I feel like he's definitely not like a perv actor (laughs) I just feel like he's just kind of and and then I saw him in the holiday and that's like my favorite movie that's like my second favorite movie is the fucking holiday what's your first favorite movie probably stepbrothers I like stepbrothers and then my second favorite movie is the holiday it's just perfect there's no pretend there's no pretension in that answer that's a truthful answer the holiday. You're not like a movie person either. You are a movie person. You have two. You have, you have a top two favorite movie. That's true. That's true. Is the holiday the one with um Cameron Diaz? Yeah. Okay. You know why I always remember that movie. Why? By the way, this will be a, almost exclusively sidebars. But uh, I think in it, she she thinks she's a bad kisser. Yeah. And I always remembered that because in my early twenties, late teens, I was like, I think I'm like pretty sloppy overall on the whole like hooking up front and it was so wonderful to see a character reflected in media who was um just not perfect in in intimate you know situations oh my god i think like we all think that to a certain degree i think we do too yeah you're just like really bad at this like i have no idea i think you know when you're good at it and if you don't know that you're good at it you're probably like not bad but not good yeah right. you know what i mean perfect so so me (laughs) and uh and anyway I I don't know I just love the character that he played in that movie I thought that it would like I saw him again as like this movie guy because like he loves movies and he like recommends movies to this chick which is also like the only way that men hit on you yeah that's true but anyway I just fucking loved him in that movie I think he has so much range people don't give him enough credit he also did Kung Fu Panda his repertoire is really quite impressive actually in terms of in terms of comedy he's been in some really significant heavy hitters I was thinking about this recently that stand up, stand up is good and I love it and I do it and you do it, but generally speaking, I'm not laughing out loud like that that much as much as I am if someone someone were like fall and fart, and that's yeah. just the truth of it. <laughs> that's the truth of it, yeah. and that would be funnier to me than like ninety percent of what really great comics have to say. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even find myself laughing at comedians. I honestly don't. Like, I, no. I, 
I fall in love with, I guess, who they are off stage before sure. I like who sure. they are on stage. And then I find who they are on stage so much funnier. If I, if I fall in love with someone off stage, which I do constantly, and then they get on stage and they're not, they can't deliver, then I'm, I feel really upset. I don't feel just like turned off. I feel upset. Mm. <laughs> you feel like personally attacked. Atta- or just like deeply let down. Oh, wait, sorry, another sidebar. That just reminded me of something. One of my exes one time, he he never really liked this girl that we were sort of friendly with, or he, he always complained about her and just wasn't a fan and, and could admit that she was a cool person, but just was sort of put off by her. And he finally eventually told me, I'm hesitant to say this because it actually discloses the kind of taste I have in men. Um <laughs> But he told me it's because everybody, before he met her, everyone talked about how hot she was. And then when he met her, she wasn't as hot as he thought she was going to be. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and so he felt really let down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Woo! Laura. <laughs> I'm mad at her. She's a bad person because she's not as hot as uh, I thought she was going to be. Well, she let me down. And I think the feeling of disappointment, I mean, if you are genuinely experiencing the emotion of disappointment, it feels like disappointment, whether it's because your dad left or because a girl was a degree less hot than you was promised. Um, Okay, so. Jack Black, uh, you fell in love with him in School of Rock. You would have probably actually been a, a kid when that came out. So it was perfectly targeted to your demographic. It was, yeah. It still stands the test of time. That's a, a wonderfully fun movie. It's great. And it's like, a, it's a movie that you can watch even now. Like, even if I'd never seen it before and I watch it now, I'm like, this is amazing. There's like Sarah Silverman's character. There's Ed Schneebly. <laughs> And then the principal, like, there's just so much. It's not, like, a kid's movie. Like, there's kids in it. Yes. But it's it's just more about, like, Jack Black. I like, think it's Richard Linklater who directed it. I think. Who's, like, a f- serious director. Um, Yeah, it, that is a Jack Black movie, for sure. For sure. The kids, yeah. the kids are... Imp- Although, watching him interact with children is a joy. Because he's very yeah. childlike. Yeah. Like, he has he, a real... He is them, but, like, just o- older. Just, a... just larger, taller, older. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything about him personally or just sort of like... I actually don't really. Okay. I didn't either. Okay. Okay. This is what we know. Uh, Oh, firstly, I went on... Okay. I listened to a few podcasts uh, that he was on to get a sense of him. And then I went on Wikipedia just like quickly. He has his signature on Wikipedia. So we could feasibly... Like you could sell his merch. But would he have had to be the one to do it? I mean, legally, yes. But if but if you wanted to do something shady, it, it's just there. I could just copy it. You just to... put it over like a School of Rock DVD. Yeah, yes. And the DVD will sell because as we know, DVDs are still huge. People <laughs> yes. love them. Um, okay, here's what we know about him. I don't want to be, I don't want to be too formal. We're going to go over like a little bit. Okay. He's born in Santa Monica, so he's a Californian. His parents were engineers, which that makes sense. I thought so too. I Tell me why you like think Jack that. Black. So I watched the episode of him, Doug with High. Yes, and he just has this air of confidence to him, where I feel like I would trust him to make a 
rational decision. Like, I don't think he's ever being irrational about things. Like, you can tell he grew up in a calculated, calm, like, household. I thought you were going to say I would trust him to make a rocket. Um, (laughs) (laughs) His parents were, uh, um, you love space. One of them worked on the Hubble uh, telescope and the other did something cool. (laughs) I I did great research. But yeah, they're like legit. Yeah, his mother, his mother. Yeah. I know. See, that I'm telling you, I I love him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I want to marry him. Like, truly, he's like, I have a crush on him. He, I, I wouldn't say he has big dick energy. I would say he has functional dick energy. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, like, I don't care if it's big or small, but he definitely is stable in the way he uses it. Like, yeah, and he's going to be gentle and kind. Um, yeah, I know. I, I wasn't surprised either. I mean, also, you know, he is Jewish. So his mother was, was, is Jewish uh, and his father converted. Um, and, you know, typically Jews are uh, sometimes, you know, scientists, overachievers. His parents divorced when he was 10. When did your parents get divorced? I was 14. So pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. He would definitely have the same, similar experience, I think. Do you think you vibe with people more readily who have divorced parents? I do, but I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> um, because once I know that, then I'm like, okay, great. Like, we're going to be friends. Like, this is, this is the thing that's going to hold our friendship together is that, this traumatic thing. But I do I think see. it's unhealthy. I think you should, I should not look to that as a source of yeah. friendship. While we're here, though, I want to talk about the Doug with High episode. Just for clarity's sake, uh, Getting Doug with High is Doug Benson's podcast where he smokes weed with his guests. He could have said, I don't want that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he could have said, ah, don't show that to anybody. Or, or are they live? Um, I don't think they're live. Probably I think they're not. recorded. It'd be a surprise if it was live. He could have said, don't show that to anybody, yeah. you know, or like really have them not promote it or keep it off the page. It's still online. I can find it. It yeah. was pretty vulnerable. It was pretty vulnerable. And you can tell that, like, while he's, like, talking about himself, I don't know, his body energy, his body energy, sorry, his body language was, like, always open. And, like, I feel his body energy. <laughs> fuck me. I, I'm here with my crystals of body energy. I, I don't mind body energy. Oops. Body energy to me sounds like a Demi Lovato song. Yeah. <laughs> body energy. I don't know. Who cares? It's a good song. Is she, is she the most talented? No, but it's a fine song. Um. But yeah, his body, you're saying his body language felt open? His body language was always open and like he was just being honest and like real. Yeah. yeah. I just appreciated that. Me too, man. He, he was, he was struggling. Like it, yeah. I, it's been a long time since I watched it. Um, But I'll always remember the first time I saw it because I, I don't smoke weed anymore. I mean, I don't do any, anything, anything anymore. But um, even when I was still doing, like doing things, uh, it made me so panicky and I, I would watch Doug with High and get so envious of people because they seemed like they could still enjoy it so much. Yeah, I I definitely struggle with weed. I mean, it's something that I kind of want, like I want to experience in my life, but I genuinely am like, dude, like I am such a stressed, per- stressed out person that like even drug, like the only thing that actually works for me is like lorazepam. And even that <laughs> I'm scared to take because I'm like, Maybe this is going to stop my heart. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, well, lorazepam's job is is to chill people yeah. out that do have, like, a, 
a hard time with most other things, which uh, while we're on this topic, actually, (laughs) and by on this topic, I mean you being neurotic and me being neurotic. Um, I've always thought of you not as, I know you're not actually Jewish, but you just, you feel sort of Jewish because of your anxiety. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh God, that's true. Um, 100%. I definitely am somebody who I feel like I just come across as someone who's just firing on all cylinders at all times. Just give it a break, you know? (laughs) But you're not, but it's not, um, you're not, you don't have like a chaotic energy. In fact, in fact, you have to dig at your anxiety. Like you have to, like, it wasn't until you and I got kind of close that you started being like, hey, (laughs) just like PS, um, I can't sleep, but I haven't been able, I haven't slept. message you when I had insomnia I remember that it was like 5 a.m and I'd be like hey girl you (laughs) oh my god that's so funny there's there's no um when you're when you have insomnia and it's 5 a.m and you're looking and I've been there and you're looking for like some relief or contact there it is sort of like a booty call in that there's no chill way of like oh my god do people still say booty call they definitely don't Anyways, whatever. But there's no cool way of, be- of saying hey at 5 a.m. There's no chill way. Hey. <laughs> it's 5 a.m. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might as well just launch in. Like, hey, I'm scared. It's bad. Ha. It's, it's bad already. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, hey, um, like, cordially yours, Juliana. Yeah. Our- Hola. <laughs> Hola. How are we? What do you, it's like, what are you up to right now? Like, you don't, who cares? You know That's what? so funny. Yeah. Like just getting a message from somebody at 5 a.m. being like, hey, <laughs> smiley face. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's something, something bad is, is happening right there's now. There's a, there's a paragraph below this. Like if I <laughs> yeah. can only see, hey, I'm, there's the huge chunk following up. Although, you yeah. know what? Whenever you'd message me, I was usually up because I, I was on a weird sleep cycle at that point in my life, too. That was good. I always, like, go on Facebook to see who's up. I'm like, there's got to be a comedian <laughs> awake right now. There's no way. Yeah, that, that helps. Just to be like, okay, I'm not the only person awake at this godforsaken hour. Uh, that's it's fine. just all the other unstable people. Yeah. Although, you were saying that you think Jack Black seems like he's sort of, uh, like, you would trust him to be rational and make a decision. He, he's a comedian. I mean, I would I would call him... I would yeah. call him a comedian, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does he have stand-up, though? He doesn't do stand-up. He, he does, uh, you know, he performs live with Tenacious D. He was saying that he uh, he couldn't, or, or that he admires people that do stand-up because he always has support. Like, he has uh, Kyle, and then he has his guitar. And, and yeah. that he admires people who can just go up alone and let her rip which is funny because to me getting up with another person actually seems like the admirable thing to do yeah I couldn't no I couldn't do that either I decided yeah like before I started doing stand-up I took a course at Second City and I was like I don't want to fucking work with people like this isn't (laughs) happening no Uh, I could never our visions don't align on so many levels I'm not dealing with this and then (laughs) and then stand-up started yeah yeah our visions don't align and I won't compromise this is the second part of that. Because, like, people that work to, like, Jack Black and uh, Kyle, shit, what is his last name? Gas. Kyle Gas. Oh, sidebar, the name Kyle for a man over 50. So, <laughs> so unbelievable. 
Very unbelievable. Very if I unbelievable. see a grown man, if I see a man over 50 and someone's calling Kyle after him, I just think he got bigged. Like, I think that he is in the movie Big and he got bigged. I can't even picture that yeah. he's not technically a child. But like Jack and Kyle, they, I'm sure they don't, their visions don't always align, but then they go, okay, but uh, well, well, let's try this or that or whatever. But right. as a stand up, you get so used to having full autonomy that you can't even, I can't even fathom compromise. Yeah. You there know? is no such thing as compromise. Imagine somebody came at you and was like, hey, I don't think this joke is very funny. Can we reword it? I'd be like, do you want to die? Are you trying to die? <laughs> It'd be so confrontational. It's like the weight, especially with comedians, like you t- try to tell them that like something they're doing is wrong. Oh my God. Especially if it's about a joke. It's like they carry the weight of like free speech on their back. Oh, and they're like, you're yeah. violating my right as a human being. Do yeah. you have trouble compromising in your personal life too because of that? Not really. I feel like most of my life has just been other people telling me what to do, <laughs> to be honest with you, in my personal life. Um... Yeah, so definitely not at all. I feel like I'm the, always the person that kind of meets has to meet somebody halfway. Are you comfortable talking about the subject of faith? Yeah. Of like, okay, so what's your what's your family background? Are you guys Catholic? Yeah, well, okay. I grew up in a Catholic household, but not when when I mean Catholic household, I don't mean like my parents were praying every day and right. they told us to pray. It's like we were just growing up in Vaughn where like the population's mostly like Italian old people uh and I went to a Catholic elementary school and high school oh you did yeah and um we would just go to church on like you know when we had to on like Christmas and stuff but I did the whole communion and confirmation and all of the sacraments um I was baptized okay but it's not something that I practice but I do pray occasionally uh, because if there's somebody who's passed away that I feel like I need to connect with, that's mostly when I do it, which is probably the wrong reason to. It's like selective Catholicism. Oh, I mean, but although, so, okay, so you're culturally Catholic. Yeah. And then you're somewhat, re- you're spiritual slash religious. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect, like, I think that, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's like cherry picking. It's just that, like, you're using uh, some other religion you were brought up with to manifest your current spirituality. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But I don't believe that, like, I don't believe in anything that the Bible says or, like, I don't believe in anything priests preach or anything like that. <laughs> I don't it's believe like in priests. Exclusively, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a priest. I'm not convinced. I, I have I have seen a priest. There was one priest that used to walk around my old neighborhood that would, like, yell at his mom like a psychopath. <gasps> Yeah, and we were like, this guy's a fucking asshole, and he was just, like, the worst. Oh my god, how old was his mom? Old. Like, she was, like, in her 80s, and he would, like, walk around with her and just, like, yell at her and shit. I mean, I don't think priests have a reputation of being good people. Well, sadly, they have one very particular sore spot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But what the fuck regarding is he yelling at his, regarding children? What is he yelling yeah. at his old mother? He was yelling at her to like walk faster. I was gonna she guess was, like, that. Old and like literally not able to, and he's like yelling at her and my oh. mom so on. And she like got involved and she started like yelling at him, like stop fucking yelling at your oh, mom. Oh, good for your mom. And and then you started yeah, yelling at your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't yell at the elderly to 
be younger. That's so yeah. wild. It's like Hurry these up. Have just lived their whole life and now you're yelling at them because she she can't like walk fast enough. Like what? That's so crazy. That's like be taller. Don't be so yeah. little. Don't be so old. Don't be so scrunchy. Have yeah. less fluffy hair. Okay, so you grew up Catholic. And then did you know Jews growing up or did you meet them later in life? No, I grew up in Thornhill. Oh, okay. And uh, well, I moved. <laughs> so I lived in Vaughn until I was like 13. And then we moved to Thornhill. But even when I lived in uh, Maple, sorry, because Thornhill is technically in Vaughn. When I lived in Maple, I played soccer on a predominantly Jewish soccer team okay. so like I went to all the bar mitzvahs and the bat mitzvahs and like the whole thing so I was like very great I actually got a humsa when I was like 12. Okay so you've been in it. Uh, yeah yeah. I wonder this is something I I don't know if Catholics relate to this first of all I do think Catholics are the Jews of Christianity secondly this so part of what the show is is just like I always get excited when someone I like I find out they're Jewish. Okay. A celebrity. I, if I like their work, I get excited. Yeah. And then I get similarly um, horrified when I find out that someone who's horrible is Jewish, right? Okay. You know, your Harvey Weinsteins, your Bernie Madoffs, some of right. the greats. Um, your Jerry Seinfelds. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. I, w- I just will never forget he dated, like, a literal teenager. Yes. She was, like, 17, and he, like, it was fully illegal. <sighs> really gross. But anyways, I'm curious if, like, that's a thing you do or if that's just for I, – I know a lot of Jews do that. I'd be surprised if Christian people did that too, where you're like, oh, that that person's Catholic, sweet. Uh, no, definitely okay. not. Nobody <laughs> that I have liked has ever been a practicing Catholic. Mm, okay. Um, yes. But I just – other than, like, my grandparents, I don't know anybody. Like, I don't have anybody in my life that is, like, a practicing Catholic that I also think is, like, really fun and awesome. But I don't even think I mean practicing. I think also because when I say Jewish, I so often mean culturally. So I don't, I don't even know if I mean practicing, but more just, like, oh, they happen to be Catholic. But I guess it's it's not as exciting as, you know, knowing that somebody's part of, like, this teeny tiny population of people. Yeah, I just feel like – uh catholic people are not funny <laughs> like they're just not funny Where, meanwhile like i know so many jewish people that like work in comedy and are s- hilarious actors yeah we it do just seems so much better <laughs> we do tend to operate a lot in those f- spheres yeah. um it is it is cool it is something i love jews what can i say i do i do yeah. love jews um okay let's talk a bit more about jack black you mentioned that he has three sisters. He has three older half siblings. I don't know if they were. I don't think again. That's amazing. <laughs> Tell I think me. that's great. That he's the baby. No, that he grew up in a house. Well, that too, but also that like he has so many half siblings. So like he already understands family is not exclusive to like people that you're like blood connected ah. to you can have be close with people that like are I guess somewhat related to you oh I like so like I just feel like his idea of family and stuff like that is already more mature than than most people I think you're right I really like that perspective on it I also think it's important that you noted one of the first things you noted as to why you like him is that he's not a creep uh and it's so I mean I I, I'm always hesitant to say someone's not a creep because you never know but uh, I have a pretty good feeling about him, too. I, I don't know why. I just do. 
Well, because I feel like for him, he's not trying to overcompensate. Like, he doesn't need to be with a super young woman to be like, I still got it. Like, I feel like he just assumes he never had it. Like, he's just like, Although sometimes those dudes are the most dangerous, but he has, like, this nice middle ground where he, he does, he's not full of himself, but every interview I hear with him, he's also not creepily, like, a, a covert narcissist where he hates himself so much that it's actually narcissism. You know, he right. he actually seems he seems pretty happy being him. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guys that are like super hot past the age of like thirty eight, it's weird me out. I'm like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> so wait, like men who were all, who've always been hot and they continue to be hot, or men who yeah. turn hot, or both? Men, men who yeah have it's a continuation of hotness into their later years. Interesting. They I think are dangerous. I think they know that like young women think they're hot and they love it. Interesting. This is controversial. Um, no, I don't, I won't say that. I think you're right. But then I also am creeped out by men who, um, in their minds were never attractive. So they have this intense feeling that they, that something's been robbed of them forever and that they yeah. are really owed something too. Right. They're all terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, really, no way. There's, there is a good way to cut it. Let's be real. If you pick any category of type of person, like flip-flop wearer, tall guy, uh, greasers, guy with yeah. a shower and a bath, guy who just has a shower, guys named Lindsay, every category, there's a creep to go along with that category. Like, you'll find a creep. You know, no matter how many tiny categories you pick. Um, right. Frolfers, guys with like little tight curls, whatever. Yeah. There's always a creep. <laughs> guys with tight curls. I know exactly what you mean by little that. Teeny tiny tight curls. Um, okay, let's talk about this guy's biggest roles. Okay, did you ever see Bob Roberts? No. Um, cable Guy? Have you seen Cable Guy? No. Okay. Mars Attacks? No. Me neither. Okay, High Fidelity? No. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think uh, School of Rock and um, what was the other one? The romantic the holiday. the holiday. Yeah. Plenty. You've seen it. You've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. You've seen him be romantic. You've seen him be really loud. <laughs> the <Yeah>. two versions, <laughs> romantic and loud. Um, yeah. That's so funny. I I haven't seen any of these except for High Fidelity. Oh, Shallow Hal. Did you ever see Shallow Hal? I have seen a little bit of it. It's about it's brutal. It's pretty. Okay. In, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, it's about like women, who, like what? What is it? Like he sees them for their soul and not yes. for what they look like. Yeah. So if you're a good person inside, you will appear beautiful, and if you're not, you'll appear. Which is first of all, like wow, just getting into the whole idea of morality too. Like that in this in the universe of shallow Hal, shallow Hal can dictate who is a, a truly moral person versus like that's so binary and weird it, it just got pretty out there um it just got pretty out there okay what else uh nacho libre um i think that they for they kind of forced us to watch it in elementary school and then i was like fuck this like i'm not paying attention to like i hate it i didn't really like that movie you watched a lot of a lot of movies in elementary school yeah. <laughs> I had one of those teachers, you know. Was it just and one teacher? Like, 
Uh, it was like for a couple years. So it was like grade four and five. It was just like the teachers I had. Just maybe they knew each other. I don't know. They just fucking loved movies. Just putting on movies for us. Oh my god, that's you and you couldn't uh, get away with that now. I don't think. No. Kids, kids are, kids are little narcs these days. They um, are little narcs. Yeah. They'll go home and be like, "All we did was watch movies all day." Yeah. It's like and. Okay, here are some other interesting things. Okay, Kung Fu Panda we spoke about because you loved Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Um, okay, his brother died of AIDS in 1989. Wow. Yeah. I know. Wow, that's crazy. I probably shouldn't have said that because there's actually just no way to make this funny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of making a bit of a dead end here. Yeah, Laura. Someone died. Um, we're gonna cut that. Okay. Uh, what else? Okay, he has wow, he has two sons and he raises them Jewish, even though he's not religious. Sort of what you were saying. Like he he's not religious, but he just um, the customs and the prayers and the vibes work for him, and he uses them when he wants. Right. You know? Okay. What else do we have? Uh, okay. Tena- I I learned a lot about Tenacious D, which I don't. I don't know. Tenacious D. Oh tenacious God. D. Are you a Tenacious D fan? Um, I'm not, but I love that you love them. I I don't. I wouldn't say I love them. I just did a bunch oh, okay. of a bunch of research, and I actually do. So the, so they actually started out um wanting to be legit musicians. Okay. Which is why I, have you heard any Tenacious D? I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I just know that it's like a you know they're a dynamic duo. they're very dynamic I would be curious to see your thoughts on it because I kind of had a feeling that maybe one of the reasons you picked him was because you play guitar right yes but not like I'm not a goddamn musician like let's not get carried away sure 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 sure. just like how he describes in school of rock which I'll never forget he's like I think um playing an instrument means that you can just get a sound out of it so yes I can play all of the instruments great okay cool yeah 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 I mean, yeah. I would say I can't play all the instruments because I'm not convinced I could get a sand out of a lot of uh, wind instruments. Okay. You know? Like, do you think I could... I, it would take me a while to get a flute sound going. How readily could you get a flute sound? Yeah, I played the flute in elementary school. Look at you. I played the flute and I played the clarinet. Do you think you were inspired by School of Rock to play more uh, instruments? I think I was. Because at the time when I watched the movie, it aligned with everything I wanted to be in life. Like, I wanted to be a punk rock musician oh my god and i was taking guitar lessons at the time and i was very into green day and like fucking punk rock billy talent and all that stuff and i just saw so much of myself in jack black (laughs) like i was like i want to be him that is really adorable he wanted to be like a legit musician too um and then did comedy but i think that's why that their musical comedy is good and not shitty because it's not um it's not, its sole purpose is not to be funny. They want it to sound good, and then it and it has like real pathos and a real driving force, and like lyrically actually, sort of makes sense and can be sort of dramatic, but is funny, you know. So it's not like I don't know, you know, like the quirky people that just play guitar on stage, and they all sort of sing like this, yeah. you know. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was talking, I was like ranting to one of my friends. I was like, I hate when comedians sing a punchline when they go like, oh, and that's what they did. <laughs> like, holy fuck. I don't know why, but I also find it really irksome. Yeah. 
Because it's not spontaneous. I mean, I don't feel like you wanted to sing. No. You rehearsed that. Yeah. Any kind of rehearsed spontaneity makes me really mad. Yeah, Um, rehearsed spontaneity. That's so, so, so upsetting. But that's so cute that you wanted to be a a little musician, baby. Oh my God. I've made my parents, like, they bought me a electric guitar and I had like a microphone and I would like sing in my room to like green day. And I oh learned God. how to play a couple of their songs. I was really serious about it. Yeah. I think did a you lot. go through like one of those phases, like when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, mine is, is way dorkier and similar. I wanted to be like a Broadway star. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. I, oh my God. When I was a kid, this is not a bit. When I was a kid, I said that when I was older, I wanted to be a triple threat. That's what I wanted to be when I got older. I didn't want to contribute anything. I just wanted to be things. You, you just know? wanted to be a triple threat. Yeah, like you know that. That's it. That'd be like asking a kid, what do you want to be when you're older? And they say, you know, like an extrovert. It's, yeah. it's a quality of being as opposed to a job. But anyway, I, I was really into, I danced and I loved dancing and I loved acting. I was a very, very dramatic kid uh but i could not i still can't sing and so the dream was crushed um (laughs) but yeah i wanted to be a broadway star you know what's hilarious is that i feel like comedians go through a phase of like it like whatever we wanted to be yeah had something to do with the because i didn't want to be like a guitarist and a singer because like i just had a passion for guitar and i wanted to tell a story through song i just wanted to be a famous person yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally and then even when i was playing soccer i was like i'm only doing this because like then i'll get to be on tv if i'm good enough it always had something to do with like it was a performance and being in front of people 100 percent. and then you get old enough to discover you can do comedy and then you start doing stand-up and that's just the that's thing it. that, that that's clicks it. you're a hundred percent right yeah Ask any stand-up who is, when they're a kid, what do you want to be when you're older? Our answer is just seen. I just want to be seen. That's it. That's my dream job. Um, I'm going to tell you something right now that's super embarrassing, actually. And this is really funny because I don't think I've ever told anyone this story. I think I kind of just have left it out of my memory. Um, So, like, I went through the phase. So I wanted to be a punk rock person. Then I wanted to be, like, an actor. And I found out that they were doing auditions for uh like the family channel and I showed up to like I told my parents I was like no we're fucking going to this I was like you guys are driving my ass there I'm getting on the Disney channel dude and just knowing now what I looked like when I was like that age like when I was like 12 I was so gross it's not even a joke (laughs) like my hair was like always fucked my I showed up to that thing yeah that meeting or whatever it was like a huge casting call and there was like a bunch of kids there yeah yeah. and I would I had like full-blown hairy legs like full-blown hairy you you were not Disney ready yeah I was not Disney ready I was also not a Disney ready like I was so gross like there was nothing about me that said tv family channel oh but I just love I love the if you could bottle the spunk of a 12 year old child who who actually has no idea that they're not Disney ready. I felt the same way when I was a kid. I was like, uh-uh, it's just the raw talent. Like I didn't even look in a mirror to find out if that was true. I was like, I don't even know what's outside. It's fine. Cause what's inside is pure. And then, and then you slowly learn, unfortunately, as you get older that like, no, you know, you know, they know when you walk in the room, whether you're going to be on Disney or not, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, that's so cute that you actually. I my my parents would never have done it. They th- this is a very Jewish thing. They just like really craved stability for me. Yeah. I'm gonna get us like gently back on track. The thing that I really wanted to bring up about Jack Black, because I always want to bring this up about people. So he bounced around schools a lot. He went, <laughs> he went to, um, hold on. There were some really funny names. Okay. He went to one school called Poseidon for troubled youths. Okay. That's hot. Yeah. I know. He was like a heavy yeah. metal skateboard kid. He had long hair. She wanted to like do chaos with his friends. And, um, he ended up going to a school for troubled youths because he was doing a lot of, uh, cocaine. Really? Yeah. At a very young age. You know what? I knew that that was, like, maybe the missing thing about him. Because I was like, he seems very grounded. Mm-hmm. And I find that people later in life, like, how old is he now? Like, 40, late, like, late 40s? I'm going to say late, mid-late 40s. Let's see. Mid-late 40s. He has, like, an like a calmness about him, kind of similar to what, like, Anthony Bourdain had. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he had, like, this worldly worldview where like you could just like sit with him and kind of talk to him about anything and he's like not judgmental and i honestly think that that contributes to to why hell yeah hell yeah i i'm partial to uh believing that people who are in recovery from addiction are pretty cool and it's not even about the individual person it's just that um if you're working a program or like you have to sort of uh work to stay stable enough to stay sober like you're just going to be more chill um yeah Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Not really. But I did want to play a quick game of two truths and a lie. I love it. Okay. Okay, we're going to do a Jack Black one. Okay. okay I'm going to tell you love two it. truths and a lie about him. Okay. okay. And you're, you're going to tell me what you know. Okay. Uh, the first the first thing is um, he lives at the bottom of a hill in California and so whenever he needs to go places, he takes his bike, but he never rides it. He just walks it the whole way up every single time. So that's one. Okay. Second is early in his career, he left his cell phone in a taxi and was able to track it down. And when he found it, it turned out that the driver of that taxi was early aughts icon, Terry Polo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Third one is... When he was a teenager, he got into sniffing glue. Oh, my God. Okay, I feel like the lie is the hill, bike hill. No, it's true. No, no, it's not the lie. Oh, my God. Okay, so the lie is the glue. No. Oh, fuck. You're so good. I'm wow, so good. So oh, I'm so glad. I tried to pick things that seemed, you know, weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're so good. Yeah, he used to sniff glue. As a kid, which is, um, that's, <laughs> I tr- haven't we all been there? Haven't we all been there? I've, I've well, tried we've all been near thing. glue. Sure. Yeah. You tried sniffing glue? Yeah, but I just didn't know how, like it was a glue stick. Oh, so, okay. like, it was not, it wasn't the same thing. Like, but you heard like, about sniffing what glue? What is all this about? Like you heard, you heard about sniffing glue. And so you were like, oh, well, like you didn't realize it would get you high. You just thought it was fun. And I heard about it on video on trial, which is a show that I probably shouldn't have been watching at the time. See, this is the problem is we, yeah. we tell, we teach the kids how to do the things. Yeah. Um, how do you even, how do you sniff glue? I think it's just like a particular, I think it's sort of the chemical glue. Um, okay. like, it's like a the- particular one. It's not like the ones that they use in classrooms. No, like, I don't think there's a special way that if you like dice it up, you get like a pipe. 
Yeah. I, I don't think it's that it's it's that the particular way of smoking craft glue is what gets you there. I love Jack Black so much. I love him too. Okay, so let's do like a, just a little wrap up. So we love Jack Black. After like several things you've learned about him, do you have any different f- feelings about him or any new feelings? Uh, no, I actually I, like my my affections have grown stronger. <gasps> Tell me why. Well, knowing that like his he had a brother that died, mm-hmm. and the way that his brother died, I feel like I just feel like he had a lot of life experiences very early on, and it was just like boom, 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 boom very quick series of uh, unfortunate events and I feel like he is just like a worldly person because of it and I feel like he goes to therapy I don't think that he's somebody who takes it out in wrong ways it's made him a very patient understanding empathetic person and a brilliant actor in my opinion and you know what oh you said this earlier that um you can very much tell that he's acting but I, I I know what you mean and I agree but not in the way where you are pulled out of it, where you can't suspend your disbelief, but rather that, like, I like a good Broadway actor. Like, I like someone who's, uh, who's, you know, hamming it up a bit. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's actually what I'll say about him, which is always the highest praise I can give somebody. He seems like a good dad. Yes. I would take him on as a dad. I, I can see, and you can just see that in those photos. You know, he's very close with them. Very, like, feel like he likes to have fun with them. You know, remind them that they're young and, like, not to take anything too seriously. Like, I just, I'm getting the full Jack Black experience right now. Oh, that's so, to remind them that they're young. Yeah. That's... Maybe that's because I just want somebody to do that to me. I just want somebody to remind me, like, hey, you're young. You are young. You're a little You bit. also hate when people remind, I feel like, not that you hate when people remind you that you're young, but you do not like when we all harp on how young you are. Yes, Which is but weird. I also just feel like generally I'm too stressed out to be as young as I am. Like, I need to just, and I'm kind of using that to justify feeling anxiety sometimes. Just, like, relax. Like, there's going to be a point in your life where you look back at your 20s and you're going to be like, wow, I was stressed out the whole time. That fucking sucks. You know what, though? Okay, well, you are very young and um, you could enjoy it, but I also wouldn't put any pressure on yourself to enjoy it because I hated my 20s. Everyone I know hated their 20s and uh, have been enjoying their 30s so far. Yeah. Don't worry about it. it, Exactly. It's like no pressure. It's like life is life and people are people. And stop putting pressure on people to enjoy their 20s. Like, you should just be out partying. (laughs) Like, if you're not doing it right, if you're not, like, reckless and living, like, okay, whatever. Boring. I used to think that when I was in my 20s but was also constantly stressed out from partying. Your 20s are only fun in movies. They're only conceptually they fun. Yeah. They're only fun because we state it all the time. But they're yeah. not actually fun. Yeah. 100%. It's like, I, I've just been, yeah. There's, I, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been having fun. I have not been <laughs> it having It hasn't been good. I haven't been having fun. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for being on the the first episode the of first. our podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that you picked me to be your first guest. My pleasure. Um, and it was so nice to like see your face and catch up with you. Thank you so much for coming. Bye. I want to give a huge thank you to my guest this week, Juliana Rodriguez. 
You can follow her on Twitter at Juliana underscore. That's spelled H-O-O-L-I-A-N-A underscore. And you can follow her on Instagram at Juliana underscore Juliana. Also, check out her podcast, All Good with Juliana Rodriguez, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is hosted and edited by me, Laura Lebo. Executive producer is Michael Freeman. We're distributed by the CJN Podcast Network. Follow me on Instagram at Laura Lebo or on Twitter at Twebo. Follow the CJN on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Find other podcasts at thecjn.ca. Please make sure to subscribe and review the podcast. It really helps us out, and we're nice. 